You're listening to KettleCast, a daily podcast where two consultants sit down with the purpose of providing listeners with valuable advice. Here at Kettle, we consider ourselves business-focused technology consultants. This is the leading principle for all offerings and guides what we do across all client engagements. It is our hope to provide practical ideas based off our wealth of experiences across all types of industries while providing some moderately entertaining stories and advice. Hi everyone, thanks for listening to KettleCast. I'm Amanda, an analyst here at Kettle Consulting Group, and I'm here with Matt Leathers, our lead consultant. This week, we're going to dive right in and start with some stories about our most recent client, who is a publicly traded cannabis firm based out of um, California and Canada. We're going to hit on three or four topics that are burning issues that we experience firsthand. Our belief and hope is that by sharing these experiences and some potential solutions, the cannabis industry and other industries alike can avoid wasting time, energy, and money. In the next 10 minutes, we will discuss a challenge, some red flags, as well as some ways to work around the red flags. So I'm going to hand it over to Matt, and um, here we go. Thanks, Amanda. Hi, everybody. I'm Matt, and I'm uh, the lead consultant, one of the lead consultants at Kettle. And um, as Amanda mentioned, we had a recent experience in the cannabis industry. Um, it was somewhat unique in that, in addition to our consulting deliverables and responsibilities to create a a roadmap and then guide the organization um, to achieve and, and reach a better place. That's kind of the whole point of a roadmap. Um, it, it should be actionable. Uh, you should know how to follow it and get to a, a better place. That's the point. Um, but also we're responsible for operating the organization. So I served as the interim CIO of the organization. And we won't reveal names or anything like that out of respect for client privacy and, and client privilege. That's important to us. Um, so you won't even see it on our, our resumes or anything like that, but we have seen some things in our, our five months in the industry. Um, so I, I think to start off with, I wanna focus on the regulatory uncertainty and the regulatory risk that the industry is facing. Um, in the United States, it, federally, it is not legal but you're seeing individual states and municipalities that have legalized several years ago, um, such as Colorado, Washington State, California, Oregon, um, Massachusetts. Some are still working their way through some of the kinks. Uh, in other situations, you see states that are just getting started uh, in terms of you know, regulatory uncertainty and making cannabis not just medically legal, but also legal recreationally. Uh, you also see in Canada, uh, this past fall, it was legalized for recreational use. So there's a lot of uncertainty around this. Um, banks refuse to support the majority of cannabis companies and many times are actively looking to remove cannabis providers or organizations and sometimes individual people in the industry from their roles. They're canceling their accounts. Um, people are being stopped at the borders between Canada and the United States and, and other countries uh, under suspicion, simply working in the cannabis field and the cannabis industry. Uh, if your name is affiliated on, say, LinkedIn or a corporate website, there's a decent chance you will be told, you know what, you can't go on vacation, uh, turn around, go back, um, you are not welcome here. So there's a lot of regulatory risk that is, is somewhat unique to the industry, but there's also a lot that is fairly common. 
a lot of other organizations, a lot of other trends uh, and industries have gone through this, this phase of regulatory uncertainty um, at different points in time. Recent experience of, of ours and, and mine is in mobile payments. And so in 2011, 2012, the regulations and the requirements for us as a mobile payments provider and the firm that I was working for, it was, it was a little unclear. Do we need to worry about anti-money laundering capabilities and requirements? Yes. <laughs> Do we need to worry about anti-fraud detection? Yes. But the requirements and the understanding of how those apply to our platform and our mobile payments platform were a little unclear. So we had to, to muddle through it in a sense. Now, you know, here we are in 2019 and the industry has, has stabilized and become a lot more mature. Um, that some of the dust has settled. And I think in, in a few years, the same will be said of the cannabis industry. So as that reality is in place, and as the regulatory risks become a little more clear, and the larger players and larger organizations sort out their appetite for risk, um, there will be a lot of, of companies, a lot of individuals, whether they are large or small, entering this space as the risk for them, you know, whether you're a bank or an insurer or even a software provider, reduced. It's a pretty significant problem. Now, what do you do about it? How do you actually work in the context of regulatory uncertainty, specifically around business-focused technology? Technology is a tool. Technology should be helping your organization improve and transform, make work easier, simplify it, automate it, help you make better decisions with better outcomes. That's what technology should be doing. But in our experience, because of the regulatory uncertainty, we had situations where software providers and software vendors were changing the terms of the contract four or five months into implementation. We had payroll providers and human resources recruiting firms who changed the terms of the contract and would give us either two weeks or 30 days notice and say that it could no longer be a provider. They could no longer run payroll for us or they could no longer recruit for open positions. That creates pretty significant pressures on the organization to find a fix and find it fast. And the pressure was on our client and us, not the provider. I don't know that I necessarily agree with that. So it is a red flag to your organization, if you're in the cannabis industry or otherwise, if they are not willing to put it in writing that they are okay with accepting the regulatory risk for the terms of the contract in the cannabis industry specifically, but more broadly, that's important as well. But if you're in the cannabis industry and they are not willing to accept that risk in writing, and not from the sales team, but from the legal department or the compliance person, that's a red flag. You need to walk away right now because there's a decent chance they will surprise you and it won't be a good surprise. Surprises are only fun on your birthday. So what do you do about it? Let's say that they are willing to put it in writing. Let's say that they are willing to have the legal department or the compliance team not only say that, yes, we are going to accept the risk of working in the cannabis industry and not a nebulously worded, we don't really take responsibility for how people use our platforms, 
No, it needs to be clear. So let's assume that they have said that. First, you have a letter or some form of clearly worded direction accepting that risk and responsibility because you're looking for a partner, not just a software provider or a transaction. You're looking for partners. So if they're willing to partner with you, they're willing to put it in writing. Second, look for exit penalties. Are all of the exit penalties on you? Are you assuming the responsibility? Is your cannabis organization assuming the risk? Or if they do change their position and change their perspective, is there a fair and mutually agreeable set of terms that help you transition away? Again, if you are going to lose your payroll provider and you're not sure how you're gonna pay people and you have to find someone and lock them in in two to four weeks, that's a tremendous amount of pressure on a critical process because getting people paid is important. And then finally, the third piece is around privacy and security. Do they have a set of clauses? Is there a section in the document or in the negotiations that protects your privacy and security? How are they gonna store and manage not only your information, but potentially your customer's information, your customer's data? So a red flag is if they're not willing to put it in writing from the legal team or the compliance team, that's a red flag. What do you do about it? Insist on a letter from the legal team or the compliance team, not the salesperson, they are very different things. Make sure, second, that there are exit penalties and requirements that protect you in case there is a change in their position. And then finally, ensuring that your information and your confidentiality will be not only respected, but very specific components and how they will protect it, manage it, store it, and dispose of it. All right, thanks, Matt. I think that's a great start. We're trying to keep these to a quick 10 minutes for the listeners. We're going to invite everyone to ask some questions or leave feedback. So you can go to our Twitter at Kettle, K-E-T-T-L-E-C-G, or the email listed in the show notes um, and leave your feedback and questions. And maybe on Friday, we can get into more in-depth conversation if our listeners so desire. All right, that's it. We'll be back tomorrow. Thanks.